Welcome to Cover Stories. Today we have Ashley Bailey singing Maps by Yeah Yeah Yeah. How's it going today, Ashley? Going pretty well. Cool. Um, ordinary day, but well, not yeah. really. <laughs> oh yeah. <Maybe> here. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, this is fun because this is one of my favorite songs of all time. I uh, really love Yeah. I really love Fever to Tell. That's like top ten album of all time for me. Um, so let's jump right into it. What made you decide to choose this song? Um, well, I used to be in like a little like two person, uh, like two piece. Um, and I didn't know how to play a guitar and sing at the time. So I had a bandmate who played guitar for me. Oh, cool. And, uh, and I just sang and we were kind of like a cover band, I guess, but we did a lot of yeah, yeah's and I just really liked Karen O's voice. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I really like maps as well. It's very catchy. The lyrics are really relatable, I feel yeah. like. So it's just a fun song to sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good karaoke song. It is. <laughs> um I, I just I, I like like you said, I love her voice. Um everything about her actually. I've just mm-hmm. become a huge fan. Um do you remember the first time you heard the song or one of the first times you heard the song or how you got into it? It was probably in high school. I think my friends just like listened to it all the time. I didn't really know the Yaya's that well. Then um, I heard Maps and Cheated Hearts, and I just, like, fell in love, yeah. like, instantly. So I don't remember the first time oh, listening yeah? to them, though. But it was probably in high school. I remember, like, getting ready for school and watching MTV while I would wait for my, my brother and I. We'd ride together. I'd drive him to school, and while I'd wait for him, I would watch MTV. And I remember the music video came on mm-hmm. and just being, like, kind of hypnotized by it. Yeah, which is a very, like, hypnotizing vibe. yeah. Yeah, and it's such a, like, you've seen the video, right? Mm-hmm. So the video is just very, like, it's kind of, I mean, it's definitely of the time, but it's very, it, it, it's it's interesting, well, like, not a lot is happening, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a really cool music video. Because, well, she's, like, crying in the video, yeah. too. And I, I actually heard or read somewhere that those were, like, her real tears. Yes. Because I guess her ex-boyfriend was, like, late to the, sh- like, the show or something. Yeah, so she so was, was. like, really cool. Like, it, yeah. really heartfelt. She was dating uh, Angus Andrew of the lead singer of the Liars. Mm-hmm. And right when they were filming that video, they were getting ready to actually go on a big tour. She wasn't going to be able to see him for a while. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was late. So she was really upset. And those are real tears. Yeah. yeah. And you could just feel the emotion like from watching it. I yeah. Like, even though there's not a lot going on. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's such a simple setup. But it's it's like you said, it's very emotional. And it's, it's really easy to put yourself in her shoes yeah um sure. maps actually stands for my angle my angus please stay are you serious yeah I know that. <laughs> so it's kind of like uh i guess not a double entendre but kind of like it's got two meanings in the sense that they're talking about maps because it's being on the road and traveling but also the the acronym for my angus please stay oh yeah it's it's a pretty cool story um it's uh it's really interesting just because of that whole like brooklyn scene in the early 2000s all those bands that got pretty big were all familiar with each other. They all knew each other. And it's just cool to see these like interwoven kind of storylines with them. Yeah, for sure. It's like the MCU, but with Brooklyn music, mm-hmm. indie music. <clears throat> um, so uh, when it comes to, yeah, you guys and Karen O, I mean, does she have kind of an influence on how you sing or anything like that? Or, or do you have any kind of inspiration from the band? Well, I mean, I think just like being a female like singer in general, um, I think she, uh, just her whole vibe is very empowering. Yeah. Um, you know, she like really shows like, you know, she's really strong. She's yeah. on her own, um, type of thing. So I do see her as kind of an inspiration. 
Um, just because, you know, in my opinion, being a female uh, musician in a saturated industry yeah. of men, you know, um, it can be a little like daunting and, you know, you kind of have to have like a lot of, you have to have a, like a backbone yeah. to do it. I mean, you have to like really want to do it. For sure. If that makes sense. No, I, I definitely feel it. And it's one of those things that with this podcast, it started out as an idea of just getting our friends who are musicians on. And after season one, we talked about how season one only had one one band that had female musicians in it. So with season two, we definitely tried to get more female musicians because we know a lot. And it's just one of those things that we just kind of overlooked it and realized like, oh, like, hey, like we're part of the problem, <laughs> you know? Um, so we, we definitely reached out. We've got a lot more. You're, I think, the fourth one this season. Oh, awesome. So uh, it's really exciting and it's been really cool. I mean, it's just also cool to talk about different different inspiration, different kind of influences and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to, to Karen O, the thing that I've always found most interesting about her is that like, the stage was kind of like an outlet for her. Mm-hmm. She goes crazy and she goes up and down and she like ends up bloody and she, you know, mm-hmm. but when you see her in interviews, she's very like laid back, very shy. And yeah. uh, <laughs> it's a cool kind of, it's a cool dynamic to see. Um, are you, are you pretty, when you go on stage, uh, on stage, are you pretty like out there? Are you still pretty like, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm pretty emotional. I feel oh, like, yeah? um, cause it's, it's my outlet as well. You know, a lot of my songs are about, you know, just uh, like a lot of love songs, yeah. um, heartbreak. Everyone can kind of relate to that, right? But I use uh, the stage kind of like as like a healthy creative outlet. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of a catharsis in a way. You really get to go out and, and you know, lay everything on the line, you know. Yeah, but it's really uh, it's awesome because, you know, you are, as a musician, I feel like it's kind of your job to be a voice or you know, use the stage uh, to help people. So I try yeah. to help people by uh, throwing out, you know, by being vulnerable and yeah. showing my, like, personal art and hoping that someone can relate to that feeling and, you know, just yeah. trying to relate to people. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Have you had any response, like, from people who reached out to you and told you about, like... You know, it's crazy because, uh, like, a lot of people tell me they love my lyrics and I'm just like, uh, I don't consider them that good (laughs) they're very like simple they're very um they're they're very simple I love simplicity yeah but it's I like writing simple lyrics uh just simply because uh you know you can interpret them however you want yeah you know what I mean so that's one thing I find really interesting about especially like you said like with simpler lyrics I mean when they're simpler they are they can be interpreted different ways. Mm -hmm. And we talk a lot about like the death of the artist and like how they may write a song and it's about like their dog, but people are like, no, this is the song I sing to my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. This is the song I sing to my boyfriend, you know, whatever. It's really cool. Yeah. (laughs) Have you had any situations where they come back to you and they tell you, Oh, I think this is about this and it's totally not what it's about. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, people will ask me like, so what was that about? Is that about (laughs) your ex-boyfriend? I'm like, bro, I, I wrote this like five years ago. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like I was, you know, sometimes yeah. you just get inspiration like randomly, like in the car and or at work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my songs are like a mixture of a lot of things. It's not really one thing. What are some, some big like things that they're about? Like what are some mm, big themes? You know, just like, like, like I said, um, I've written a lot of songs like years ago mm. and then I'll never finish them. And then, I'll bring them back to the present and start kind of finishing them. Um, I don't know. It's just life. Like life really does imitate art. Yeah. The quote. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just a reflection of my life. Uh, um, 
I guess it is a lot about relationships, though. Yeah. But like I said, going back to the like the feelings that you feel, like I really yeah. just try to put my feelings on paper, and I just make whatever my fe- you know what I mean. Like, yeah. If I'm like sad, I'll write a sad song. But most of my songs are kind of sad, but in a hopeful way. I don't know. No, I, I get it. It's yeah. it's kind of like uh, there there's an aspect of it that that's sad, but also um, optimistic. Yeah, it's it's real. It's a realistic too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that is very much like life, you know, that's what it's like. It's funny because I I listen to like a lot of like the second and third wave emo bands and a lot of the early ones before it got really like popular, they'd have songs about like their friends and like losing friends and everyone just assumed it was about a girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just so funny to see that like, no, that was actually about, you know, when our guitarist and me got in a fight, you know, and Mm -hmm. like, but people are like, that's my breakup anthem. It's like, it's not a breakup song, but you know, to each their own. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I recently wrote a song, uh called take it easy and it's actually about one of my friends that passed away so it's just you know as i'm getting older new things are happening so you get new inspirations to write about things and yeah yeah um so are are you familiar with uh so i mean you know kelly clarkson since you've been gone Mm -hmm. you know that that was written as a carbon copy of maps no so um one of this is like super interesting because there's a lot of articles a lot of like little like youtube documentaries about how Maps kind of transitioned from like, it, it basically brought together indie rock and pop music because the chord structure and the way the song is set up, the only thing that's missing from it from being like a huge top 40 pop song is like a driving chorus. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't remember his name. There's, so Dr. Luke used to write for, um, he used to play for SNL and he was in a big scandal with, uh, what's her face, um, Kesha. Um, oh yes i remember that so mm-hmm. he was really big in the mid-2000s he wrote a lot of Katy perry songs um can't remember who else but he worked with kesha but he he wrote since you've been gone with um i think max martin yeah max martin is another producer and they were listening to the yeah yeah and dr luke was talking about how much he loved the song and max martin was like i just wish they would have like a driving pop chorus and they looked at each other like well why don't we just do this oh, wow <laughs> so they wrote that song for kelly clarkson and um the next thing you know that's one of the biggest songs of the 2000s Dang. but it <laughs> but it's taken from yeah maps wow. yeah they uh they brought it up to to karen o and she wasn't she wasn't really flattered by it she was kind of like she kind of felt like they took the I'd essence of it yeah, yeah? Mm-hmm. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Luke. <laughs> yeah, which is pre-scandal. Oh, and, I mm-hmm. mean, he's still—you can't talk about him without mentioning that. So it's definitely yeah. But I just think it's really interesting that you know you take this like really—and it wasn't obscure. It was still, I think, it got to number nine on the alternative charts. But um, to turn it into a pop song and to see the legacy beyond that—I mean, Beyonce used "You They Don't Love You Like I Love You." Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then there's also—it's uh, funny because uh, are you familiar with Ted Leo at all? I don't think so. He's kind of like an indie rock guy. He was in his band Chisel, like his hardcore band in the 90s, but he's a big guy. He's a big figure in like indie rock. And he did an acoustic cover of Since You've Been Gone. And in the middle of the the, the breakdown for Since You've Been Gone, he starts playing maps. Aww. And it's, it's <laughs> funny because I've known that cover for so long, I never put two and two together. Wow. If you actually listen to the guitar breakdown in Since You've Been Gone, it's a carbon copy of the guitar part bridge I'm from that to check this out That's yeah crazy. <laughs> it's super cool because I, I went back and like i listened to it again i'm like man how did i miss this <laughs> wow that's interesting yeah it's, fact. <laughs> yeah it's it's fun that's one thing like just in doing research when these different episodes it's been fun to like come across facts like that mm-hmm. wow but yeah um so 
you know, talking about how, uh, you know, transitions of pop music and now Gag As, before they broke up and got back together, they became really big with, you know, their later albums, Zero and uh, Heads Will Roll was like mm. on an episode of Glee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what, uh, what are some of your other favorite uh, Yeah, Yeah songs? Mm. Cheated Hearts, of course. Um, I like Gold Lion. I mean, I can't say that they have a bad song, honestly. Yeah. Like, I love all of them that I've heard. So, but I mean, I live, I listen to maps like on repeat. Yeah. Still. Like, it still hasn't gotten old to me. That whole album is just so good. Yeah. And it's so raw and it's it's so different than what the stuff they're putting out now and not in a good way or a bad way. It's just, it feels a little bit more like the time and they've definitely evolved with the time as mm-hmm. well. They yeah. become a little bit more dancey, but they've always been kind of dancey. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to see. It. And then um, I was reading also, there's this really great book called um, Meet Me in the Bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Well, it sounds kind of familiar, but I haven't. So there's this, I think she wrote for Spin. Her name's Lizzie Goodman. Mm-hmm. And she... Um, she basically did interviews with all these people from the like 2000s indie Brooklyn scene. And she got all these interviews, wrote, you know, transcribed them and she put them in order talking about different things. She talks to Karen O, she talks to Nick Zinner, Brian Chase, all the guys from Yeah, Yes, talks to The Strokes, she talks to Albert, Ham- uh, yeah. Ryan Ed, all these guys, mm-hmm. all these people. And she's put it together and Yeah, Yes are really big in there because of, you know, they were kind of what made this era popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually, their very first show opened up for the White Stripes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. And they said that, like, Karen O was, like, a nervous wreck before. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's so weird because she's so confident yeah. on stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it's really cool to see. There's so much about that world from the early 2000s that is so interesting and how it's had an effect on music we listen to now. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. What are some other um, music that you're that influenced your mm-hmm. songwriting? I would say oldies. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I really, I'm really into, like, pre-production things. Just, like I said, going back to, like, the simple writing. Uh-huh. And, you know, just kind of... I like raw production. Uh, I don't like to be, like, overly produced yeah. or anything. Um, but, yeah, I love oldies, like, 40s and 50s and more, like, oldies pop. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, and then I like country, too. Oh, cool. Um, I like a lot of, like, West Coast music, uh, like, surf rock. Oh, yeah? Shoegaze, like... Kind of like that dreamy vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because um, I feel like Shoegaze is kind of coming back. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, what What are some bands like you, of all your influence, what are some that like really, you know, kind of are, are big names for you? Um, Best Coast. Oh, yeah. I love Best Coast. Um, I like Doja Cat. Real random. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see. Who else? Lana Del Rey, of course. Yeah. Uh, Smokey Robinson. Um, it's a mix. It's a big mix. That's yeah. cool. I, I I love that. Like with like Best Coast, especially and like bands like the Dum Dum Girls and mm-hmm. even like the Vivian Girls. They have you can hear their punk rock side, but yeah. you can also hear like sixties girl group. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. And one thing we've talked about a lot uh, is like like Danzig was really influenced by sixties girl groups too. And I've always brought up how I love when female singers cover Danzig songs or Misfit songs, Danzig era Misfit songs, just because he's got the voice for it. And it's because of that. He's inspired by like the, uh, oh my God, the Runettes and like the the, the Supremes and like mm-hmm. um, the Shirelles and, and those bands. It's just so cool to they're hear so, that. They're so good. Yeah. Like so catchy, so simple, but amazing. And like I said, not overly produced or yeah. anything because they didn't really have that technology back then. So yeah, I admire it so much and, it takes a lot of like 
courage to do that, especially yeah. like in the sixties and fifties as a woman. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I do like the kind of raw aspect of it. That's why I feel like lo fi music has been kind of becoming more popular again mm-hmm. with like like Best Coast or like um even like Mac DeMarco and yeah. and, and bands like that. Um there's a there's a lot of uh there's just a lot of influence from there. And it's I, we always talk about how like the music kind of cycles every twenty years or so. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like cycling twofold, like 40 years going back, you know, mm-hmm. um, what are some other, some other bands or musicians that, that Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash oh, yeah. Me and him have the same birthday. Actually. Oh, cool. Um, I love Johnny Cash. Uh, who else? Again, Lana Del Rey is like my queen. I oh, yeah. like, love her whole genre. Um, I love how she writes. Yeah. Uh, I like. Is it terrible that like I feel like I make music more than I listen to music nowadays? No, like that's I don't crazy think so. to me. But yeah, um, who else? Uh, I know, like <laughs> back in the day, like I have a friend who's really into Van Halen, mm-hmm. and Eddie Van Halen didn't listen to anybody but himself, or so he Guilty. says. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> no, I, I mean it's one of those things that like I feel when you are that committed to it, when you are that into it, like you know you have your own vibe and you're not trying to take anyone else's vibe and yeah. this is who you are, mm-hmm. you know, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go yeah you just, you know, I just, yeah. As a, a person that makes the music, you know, you hear every little like mistake and, you know, you just constantly want to keep improving. And, yeah. Yeah. Just always changing and just, you know, trying to improve. So I yeah. Listen to myself a lot but also a lot of like local people here as well oh yeah Mm -hmm. i really admire like the san antonio music scene it's really growing and there's a lot of like really great talent here so yeah do you have any shout outs for anybody specific yes um i guess the spy mc he was uh the person that booked my very first show at limelight uh, in 2018 um so props to him and it was really cool because uh he's a hip-hop artist oh cool and you know i'm more on the folk side yeah um so he actually let me like book the lineup too oh cool so i did half folk and then he did like half hip-hop that's cool so it was really cool because like both communities in the music scene like the folk community indie and like the hip-hop like rap there's two big like scenes yeah in those genres here and uh you know so many people from both scenes came and like it's like a mixer almost. It was really yeah. cool. But uh, so I booked uh, Danica Tello. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's a great singer. Um, Michael Carrillo. Oh, yeah. Um, Kathia Haywood. And I think that's it. And then like Apostle was like on the lineup for uh, the hip hop part. Jay Mandaka. Spy. It's a lot of really cool people. Actually. Yeah. It was like a really fun show. Especially for being my first show. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I, I really have kind of appreciated about us doing this podcast and just that I have always known San Antonio's had a big scene and, you know, being as being a part of it when I was in high school and then like kind of getting away from it and then coming back 10 years later, it's just as big, if not bigger than it was when I was in high school. And now there's all these sects of it, you know, there's mm-hmm. all these different, you know. It used to be mainly kind of like more hardcore. Yeah. Stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. I was just talking about that yesterday. About, you know, how many different genres are, like, emerging. Yeah. So it's really cool. And it's cool to see them mixed together. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a, there's a podcast called Wash Up Emo that I talk about a lot. Oh, really? This guy, Tom Mullen, he's an A&R rep for Atlantic Records. Mm-hmm. But he started out at, um, uh, oh, my God, EVR. I can't remember what it stands for. It's the old record label that Circus Survive was on. 
But he talks a lot about like back in the he's in his late thirties. He talks about like back in the day you would see like dashboard confessional on a hardcore show. That's so cool. You don't see that much anymore, but I feel like yeah. some of it's starting to come back, especially with the way festivals kind of mesh together all these genres and Yeah, because no one's just listening to one genre yeah. anymore. So it's cool to find new music and Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you said that you started out just as a singer, and when did you start playing guitar? When I was 13. Oh, cool. So, yeah. I just started, well, I sucked for a very long time. Like, guitar is hard. Yeah. You don't, you know what I mean? It's That's normally how it goes. Everyone sucks when they start. It really yeah. sucks. Um, you know, you have to develop calluses. Yeah. And just learn so many, like, things. And um, so I didn't even think about, like, writing music at that point. I was just focused on, like, learning some chords. Yeah. Um. Shit. And then I finally got better at like when I was like 20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it was a long time until I could actually like play something. But I think my first song I played was a Green Day song. Oh, yeah. Um, like that time of your life song. Oh, yeah. A uh, Good Riddance. Yeah. yeah. Good Riddance. Yeah. So, yeah. And I played a lot of Green Day when I was 13. I don't know. That's the per. I feel like that's the perfect place to start as like a songwriter because Billy Joe's not a great guitarist. Yeah, <laughs> but I've gone back and looked and like, man, he's the lyrics are pretty simple, but they are pretty profound also, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's really interesting. And like my girlfriend's a big Green Day fan, and she talks a lot about how like, oh yeah, like coming clean, he's bisexual. I'm like, I never realized that. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> coming clean is about him coming out of the closet being bisexual. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's it's funny cuz like we talked about earlier like the interpretations, yes, you know. Yeah. To me that was just like a bratty like teenager song and I would sing along to it not realize like oh there's this profound meaning to it. This mm-hmm. is important to him. Yeah, exactly. And I think every artist can relate to that. You yeah. Know? I did, I was so like scared of making my own music and sh- showing it to people cuz you're just vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, you know, you just, you can't really take criticism because who's going to hate on art? For yeah. Stuff? Like, <laughs> if you hate on someone's art, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, you suck. <laughs> I don't know. Because it, it takes a lot of courage. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Especially, I mean, when when it's coming from something important to yeah. that person. It's like literally my heart. Yeah. Getting on stage. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, if you don't like it, that's perfectly fine. But, you know. I don't, I would never hate on someone's art because like I said, it's just, it's very ballsy. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, So your first show was in 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, Before that, were you recording or were you just kind of getting into it or was it just. Before that, I just did open mics. Oh, cool. um, The band, the two, uh, like the two piece I was in, it was called Taco Knife Gunfight. Um, And we would just like do covers everywhere. And then we did finally write a song together and. uh, we're still writing together, actually. That's cool. Yeah, but I've just been focusing more on my solo stuff because uh, he has a full time job yeah. and you know a life. So as do I, but you know I, I really uh, focus on music more um, right now. But uh, no, I did a lot of open mics. Like I really put my hours in at the open mics. Yeah, and I feel like that's scarier than actually <laughs> like being on a bill. I don't know. Is it? I I because I I've played. I mean, this was granted a long time ago. And being on a show, it's like, oh, like, your friends are there. Yeah. But when open mics, like, you don't know what to expect. And people in the crowd could just be there for, like, a beer. And mm-hmm. I feel like that, I feel like I, I got to give props to you just be <laughs> doing that circuit just because I, I feel like, that, to me, that's, like, ten times scarier. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it helped me, like, feel more comfortable at yeah. for sure. So I feel like if you want to do music, definitely start there. Yeah. Because it's just going to build your, like, stage performance up, your confidence and 
just kind of learn how to do things, you know, on the stage and yeah. Shout out to the open mic community for sure. Awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so when you guys were doing covers, do you, I mean, you talked about doing yeah, yes. What other covers did you like doing? Um, so we did do maps a lot and then we did cheated hearts. We actually did a taking back Sunday cover. Oh, cool. I really love taking back Sunday. So that was really cool. Um, what song? Um, uh, you're so last summer. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we did a Willie Nelson song, Nightlife. Okay. Pretty good. Um, we did, uh, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Uh, you really got a hold on me. Oh, that's cool. Um, She and Him. We did some, like, She and Him covers. Have you heard of them? Yeah. yeah. I, I was obsessed with Zoe Chanel. Yeah. No, honestly, like, that's actually <laughs> a huge influence of mine. I can't believe I didn't mention them yet, but yeah. That's awesome. I um, Have you seen them live? No. I would die I saw happiness. <laughs> I saw them at South by Southwest in like 2012, oh, 2011. And I remember my friends were giving me a hard time because I left Guar on my bike to see him. <laughs> and I had like a really bad foot and I got in like a little bike accident. Oh, so dear. I had a bloody foot. It was like 40 degrees. <laughs> and I'm like there like just freezing. My foot was hurting. But I was like there for Zoe Deschanel. And oh, I, I like M Ward too a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, they played, and I remember they finished, and everyone was like, it's cold, we got to get out of here. And they came, like, immediately back. I'm like, no, like, we have an encore. Wow. So we went back for the encore, but they, they were really great live, and she sounds really great live. That's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Um, they, I think they, they're putting out a new album. They just put out a new album. Ooh, that's I awesome. I think. I know they've been recording. Cool. Um, so uh, what is it about her voice? Like, how is, like uh, what, what do you like about her I don't know. I guess it, well, I just love, I think everyone loves yeah. Zoe Deschanel. She's just like a wonderful like actress and her voice is just different. It's just different. Like no one else really sounds like her. Same with Karen O. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, it's just very unique. Uh, and then M. Ward just sounds great too. Yeah. Like, they're just a great duo. Um, but yeah, I, I like the stuff that they sing about and they actually have very simple songs too. Like, you know, when I was learning how to play the cover. Yeah. Very simple. Um, so I really like how they uh, are just a simple little two-piece. Yeah. But, like, her voice is so big, I feel like. Um, but she doesn't try too hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something I've always appreciated about her. I mean, it's, like, she's very self-aware of what she can do. Yes. And, I mean, that 60s sound, like, she, they do a cover of You Really Got a Hold of Me, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's it's different enough, partly because it's a female vocalist, but also just they do enough to change it without, like, getting rid of the essence of the song. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate when bands do that with their covers. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool to hear something completely new, but it's also, there's sometimes where bands just completely rip it apart to where it just loses that essence, and it's not as, it's not as fun like why did you do this yeah yeah that was your goal here yeah yeah um are, are you familiar with the uh, m words uh, side project with connor oberst uh, monsters of folk no i've heard of it but so it's no. <laughs> it's him connor oberst of bright eyes mike mogus who's done a lot of stuff with bright eyes jim james from my morning jacket i think it's just them four maybe one other person but it's really good that's Cool. It's really cool to like, because I mean, there was a point where I feel like I really got into folk music, mm-hmm. or at least like the indie folk of it all. Your you know, favorite folk, uh, like of that era, like of indie folk. Do you listen to indie folk now, or? Well, like I love Nutrimilk Hotel. Um, so Nutrimilk Hotel was like they were a band in the late '90s. 
they have a, a album called "In the Airplane Over the Sea," mm-hmm. and um, it's 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 about the Holocaust. It's it's a, not a great subject, but the songs are just so like heartbreaking and like beautiful, and like that's my favorite part of like you know folk music. Just having those songs that are. <laughs> Um, I really like the Mountain Goats too. Have you heard the Mountain Goats? No. Um, Mountain Goats are another like band. A poser, like. No, no. <laughs> there's, there's just like, and there's not so much the obscurity of it all, but it's just so much that there's so much out there. Like I bet you can name probably like five bands I've never heard of either. Yeah. <laughs> but the Mountain Goats, um, they're a little bit more like they're acoustic rock, but they're acoustic folk, but they've got like more of a rock vibe, and they're really nerdy. Oh, okay. They have a song called uh, "No Children," and. Um, <laughs> It's just about like it's like a the lyrics are so like they're they're really pessimistic mm-hmm. and like it's about talking about his lover and how she's a bad person and how he's a bad person and they want to be remembered ought to be remembered as good people but it's 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 kind of funny it's like real sarcastic yeah um, but they're really good though what, what about you what are some of your fa- favorite um, I like Feist and Jack oh yeah Lewis a lot actually mm-hmm. Feist is amazing yeah um, did you ever listen to Broken Social Scene yes so I. She's one of those people like when she left Broken Social Scene, I didn't know how they would like match that energy. Mm-hmm. But then Laura Lapsinger came in from uh, Reverie Sound Review. She's really great too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Vice, Vice is great. I remember yeah. it's funny because I always associate her with like the Apple commercials, with the iTunes commercials back oh, in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's, I mean, she's just so much more than that. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm really into Crystal Castles too. Oh, yeah. Real random, but. Yeah, my like music taste is just all. Yeah, over, but. I think I think you kind of have to be as a, as a songwriter. Like, mm-hmm. it's not fun when you're just like I'm only listening to this type of music. Yeah, um, I actually, I I try to be. I don't just do folk either. Like, uh-huh. I really like like I said, I like hip hop a lot. Yeah, so I collaborate a lot too. I sing on a lot of like, kind of like hip hop tracks as well, and it's a lot of fun. Like, um, I think it's dumb for artists to just stick in one genre. Yeah, you know, it's. As an artist, you should be able to do whatever, yeah, whatever inspires you. So for sure, and you see it a lot with, especially a lot of younger hip hop generation. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you t- if you see interviews with like Tyler the Creator, he talks about how much he loves. Um, there's there's like Burger Records bands that he's mm-hmm. really into, and um, uh, Cherry Glazer. Have you heard Cherry Glazer? Mm-mm. They're <laughs> they're great, and like they're really like kind of obscure indie, and like Tyler Creator loves them. And, like, you see, like, other rappers talk about how they grew up on, like, punk rock and things like that. And you don't, you can hear it in the vibe, but it's not really matching their influence or the inspiration of their music. But you can hear it, like, in the way they rap and things like that. Yes, it's beautiful, I think. So. Yeah, it's really awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, So you mentioned Doja Cat. Are are there other rappers? Are you into, like, Lizzo Uh, or any other? No. Uh, Is Lizzo a rapper? People can see she's into hip-hop genre. (laughs) I'm sounding old now. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, no, I love Doja Cat, uh, Gucci Mane. Oh yeah. <laughs> Future. I like Future a lot. Yeah. Uh, those are probably the ones I listen to the most. That's awesome. Yeah, Gucci Man just gets me in a yeah. get money mood. Yeah. Like I'll listen to them on the way to work or something. That's dope. <laughs> so uh, when it comes to um, you know putting everything together with your songwriting, um, you talked about how you know. Thematically, it's about relationships, about life. Life is really the main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes down to actually putting it down together, are you the type of person or type of songwriter that does the lyrics first or the music first or vice versa, or does it depend? It depends. I feel like I have better success when I pick my guitar up and I start playing like <clears throat> like actual chords and stuff. And then 
I'll kind of go from there. I'll start like harmonizing with my chords and whatever lyric comes into my head, I'll kind of like feed off that. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Typically I'll start with the chords and the music first. That's cool. Yeah. Um, have you ever messed around with the guitar and been like, Oh, this would be perfect for this one song or, or vice versa. You write a lyric and like, Oh, this would be good for this one little riff I made or. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's random. Like, but yeah, normally it's like, I feel like, you know, when I play the music first, I'll just pick up on a vibe. Yeah. Like what vibe is, you know, what lyrics are going to match that vibe pretty much. For sure. Mm-hmm. So when you perform, it's it's you and your guitar. Mm-hmm. Mainly. Have you done anything like full band? Full band. I mean, I was in that two piece. Mm-hmm. Open mics, honestly, like everyone's so nice. Like people will go up and like play drums for me. Oh, that's and, like, cool. It's cool. Yeah. But no, I haven't had like a full band. I want a full band. That's a, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this year. Or next year. <laughs> That'd be really cool. I, I love, especially with with a lot of, like, the indie folk music, like, you hear it in, in a lot of Bright Eyes stuff and, like, mm-hmm. Sufjan Stevens and Rilo Kiley mm-hmm. and Jenny Lewis mm-hmm. and your solo stuff. I love that, like, orchestration of sound. Yes. They'll have, like, you can hear, like, a timpani or, like, you hear, like, a triangle in the yeah. background. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Um, do you, and you, you talked about, like, you like it more with pre-production, you know, more raw and things like that. Um, so if you had the chance, would would you prefer just to keep it more, more just raw like that? Or would you like to go like, would you ever want to do like a full production with the wall of sound and everything? Oh, I think the way things are right now, I think a lot of people want, you know, super produced things. Yeah. I mean, if I had it my way, I'd, you know, just keep it simple. Yeah. But, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm down for whatever. So, yeah. It's really cool. I, I, I think just the, the different vibes, it also depends on the song, of course. Yeah. There are some songs that are just, better when it's just you and your guitar when it's just you know the, the artist and the guitar you know it just depends you know yeah. like even with shows like say you're playing at like a little small venue it's i love like doing really small like intimate shows mm-hmm. with just my guitar because it's just you just connect so much yeah um and also it's like with the full band comes like more responsibility yeah I feel like more communication and you know i'm already like writing and making the music on my yeah. own and it's just, like I said, it's very personal to me, so I don't really like to share that process too much. Yeah. Um, but I think a full band is beautiful. Like, I think it would, it. I think a full band, like, you know, with drums and bass and all that, like, it really does, like, improve the overall, like, sound. Um, I don't know. It just kind of depends, like, like, if it was a bigger venue, then I would prefer a full band because yeah. it would just be me on yeah. the big <laughs> stage. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny just to talk to different people. We've talked to bands, we've talked to solo artists and to talk about like the collaboration and sometimes collaboration is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you were, when you were writing music and in, in the duo that you're in a duet that you're in, um, did you ever have points where you were like, I want to do it this way. And then they were like, I want to do it this way. Or <laughs> were y'all, did y'all mesh pretty well for the most part? We got along pretty well, but Mm, now that I think like I'm writing more of uh, my own stuff, we we don't really play that much. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, we we're doing covers, so that's a little different. Yeah, you can't really change a cover that yeah. much. We just kind of had to agree on a song and learn it. Um, so there wasn't too much. It was it wasn't bad at all. Um, we d- we did pretty well. Yeah, that's cool for uh, just like a two piece randomly joining together and playing open mics everywhere. So. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, I, I think, you know, as a solo artist, you have the freedom to do whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. I can literally book myself wherever I want. Yeah. I like that flexibility. So, yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're kind of coming a little short on time. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Luis. Yeah. Who kind of set this all up. Yeah. Um, Luis has a podcast called We Should Hang Out More. And you should definitely check it out. Yes. It's been going strong for a few years now. And it's a really great podcast. He has different artists on and uh, different different people on, different entrepreneurs. It's it's really great. He's, he's really good. Um, so definitely check that out. Are there any plugs or shout outs you want to? Um, shout out to my mom, uh, <laughs> my grandma. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and also a shout out to uh, Ventura. That's like one of the places I really started out. Awesome. At, um, you know. Uh, Mike, you really created a really like safe space for musicians. I felt like, and just you know, just like a, a spot where everyone can just improve. Um, so shout out to Mikey and Ventura. Um, shout out to Spy, uh, Limelight, all the great venues that have let me play. So yeah, awesome. Yeah. Where where can we find your music? You can find me on SoundCloud. Uh, Ashley Bailey thirteen, I think, is what my name is. It's very generic, but um, I'll be working on my album so cool. that'll be coming out hopefully this year cool awesome yeah. awesome do you have any kind of uh do you have any shows that you like that where you were like really like where you felt like you really did well and like you many memorable shows that you've had uh, i love my first show oh like, yeah it was just a great lineup um uh, let me see i mean every show is great um i just played at high horse oh cool uh, a few days ago um that's a really cute spot it's like a kind of like a hidden honky tonk vibe yeah and it's small so you know the sound is it echoes really nicely in there and it's a great spot if you want to like meet more like singer songwriters cool like a lot of people hang out there um limelight i love playing at limelight i think the sound system's great the sound guys do a great job Uh, let's see oh i played at paper tiger once oh yeah Uh, that was cool with my friend a rod uh, he's a producer. Um, he made some beats and I sang on them. Oh, cool. That's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Wait, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, coming up next, we have Ashley Bailey covering Maps by Yaya Yes. Pack up. I'm Wait. Hey. 